This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending megabucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chas Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. His first team owner called him Bieber, but he had the chance to work with some of the best drivers in supercars. Yeah, through all those years learning from Scotty McLaughlin and Garth Tanner and even Richie Stanaway and I was driving with him, um, totally different background. There was always times where he had little tricks and I had little tricks and we shared them and went forward together. So there's... He's now helping revive the Premier brand and the Newlon Racing team is moving forward. To have some sort of good result out of that and a bit of a reward for the boys after all the hard work they've been putting in, definitely what we needed. James Golding joins us on Inside Supercars today and it starts now. James Golding joins us on the line after a great start in Newey for the Newlon Racing Team. James, congratulations. Uh, You've been the talk of the town since Newey. Yeah, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, we had a pretty solid start there, so only early days, but um, definitely a lot of positives to take out of it and uh, a bit of confidence boost for the team heading into the rest of the season. What's the vibe been like uh, around the team after Newcastle? Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good, obviously. There was a lot of hard work that went in prior to the season starting, so to have some sort of good result out of that and a bit of a reward for the boys after all the hard work they've been putting in definitely what we needed and uh, also yeah once again put some confidence into the rest of the team and we can continue developing and improving as we go what was your one takeaway from the new cars and the newcastle circuit because there is a few more tight circuits that you're going to go to across the year yeah, it was um, it was difficult heading straight to Newcastle, being such a crazy track with all the curbs and walls and everything around. Uh, definitely tough initiation for the new cars, but yeah, there was a lot of things we learned and had to adapt to. Um, the biggest thing, probably talk of the town's really tire um, preservation and management was really important there, and that's going to be kind of no different to the other tracks we're heading to. But, um, yeah, it's there's still a lot of things in the setup that we want to try as well. Obviously, we're heading to a lot of other different tracks and, you know, um, Australian Grand Prix, Melbourne being the next track, it's totally different again. So it's it's really going to be like nearly starting all over again in terms of setup and knowing what we need with the Gen 3 car around there as well. 
There's not too many tracks like it with such a billiard table surface. Do you see that as being good for tyres or or is it going to be like a cheese grater on them? Um, I mean, finish on the tyres usually is pretty good, but it's just whether they get too hot and blister and that sort of thing like we've seen in the past. So it's going to be about trying to maximise the pace out of the car, but also if we don't have any tyres left at the end of it and we're going to make an extra pit stop, well, that's going to be no good to us. So it's definitely something we're going to be mindful of and the car's been a bit lighter and less aero. Hopefully it's nicer on the tyres, but at the same time, uh, if the cars are moving around a bit more like we've seen, well, that's obviously going to get the temperature of the tyres up as well. So it'll be interesting. Have you worked out from the, the test? Uh, well, the test days, I don't think you even had the tyres, did you? So have you worked out from Newcastle a strategy? Um, and lots being made about how Shane will go out and be easy on the tyres to slowly work them up to, uh, to full temp? Uh, oh, it's definitely something to take on board. Um, I don't think there was many people that were just blazing straight out the gate. It's just um, what suits your car and what what you learn as you go as well. Like you, you want to be nice on your tyres from the get-go, but also you don't want to lose too much ground that you never make back up as well. So it's, um, it's something that worked well for Shane at Newcastle and something we're going to be mindful of. But the short races at Australian Grand Prix, I think we'll see a fairly different approach from And one of the critical things which caught your team on Saturday with uh, Tim's car and a a little bit on yours was there's no fuel, so it's as quick as you can get those tyres changed is going to make a huge difference on where you finish. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our boys have been working hard on the pit stops and there's been a few changes from supercars to try and improve the uh, nut system that's on the new cars. So... Fingers crossed that's all good and we can only do as much as we can to practice and the rest is, uh, you know, something we can't really control. So we'll do everything we can as we have been practicing and, um, you know, working out where the issues were and what we can do to resolve it. Um, come Grand Prix, we we just got to know that we've put in everything we can do and um, if it works out well, then... It's all good. If not, then, yeah, it's possibly something that we couldn't have done too much about. So fingers crossed we have a bit of luck in that respect. One of the the big things, James, is you have been one of the drivers that have jumped out of these cars and say, I like it, it suits my driving style. What is it about the car that you've just taken to? Um, Yeah, it's, it's a bit different just in terms of the driving style, how you approach the corners is slightly different. How you go through the corner is different. Uh, the car's moving around a lot more. You're constantly on that limit, whereas the other car, you, you can be on the limit, but you don't really go past it as often. If you do, you've you've usually blown a fair bit of time out. So this car, you can kind of hang it out a little bit more and it doesn't bleed as much time, but also to just the approach to the corners and that sort of thing is kind of more suited to my driving style, my history, um, karting and S5000 and all that is really dialed me into what this car needs to go fast. And where is the big, where's the big advantage to you? Do you think is it, is it because they've got a, a significantly different, you know, movement on the road, or what? What's the one thing that you've just gone? Gee, I like that. Um, it's probably the, yeah, through the corners. Um, 
just the flow through the corners is a lot different to the old car. Um, to do with the weight and error and that sort of thing, like it's it's nothing crazy. You don't need to turn your driving style upside down, but it's just a little bit what more comes naturally to me uh, with my background. So, yeah, it's 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 good. It's refreshing to jump in and kind of be comfortable straight away and be able to get a good feel for the car and, and just kind of do what feels natural, really. Right from the get-go of joining Premier Racing and, and now New Lawn Racing is that you've built up a, a brilliant rapport with your engineer in Dr. Jeff Slater. What's that been like and what is it about you two that seem to get along so well? Yeah, it's, it's been awesome working with Jeff. Um, we've never really come across each other in our careers so far and, yeah, it's a bit of a hidden gem in the supercar field, I think. He's... Um, probably gone under the radar a bit. He's obviously achieved a lot, but at the same time hasn't really been right in the limelight. And I've found it awesome working with him. We're straight away on the same page. And as I've said a couple of times, communication to him through the radio and that a lot of the times we're, we're already just about reading each other's minds. We don't even need to talk about it sort of thing. So that's refreshing and good to have that confidence that you got the support there and, and you know you're working in the same direction. How has your relationships with engineers been in general? Like you've had a number of years in the supercars, you've you've got the S five thousand years and and all your other experience. How, how do you normally go with an engineer and yourself, or have you been in the past been the person that just likes to make the decisions like you would in karting? Um, I definitely like to have an impact on the decisions. Um, I've I've always print been pretty vocal about my opinion on the situation and scenario um previous engineers i've had ones that are stronger than others um, i've never really had any that i struggled working with or you know i can't work with this person i don't get along with them i've i've kind of been fine with anyone obviously some have been a lot more preferable and like jeff um and my previous s5000 engineer timmy we've just gelled really well and it's kind of just been a smooth process um working to make the car better but yeah as you say i've i've always kind of had that background engineering background kind of uh deciding on how we should head with setup and what i need from the car or cart previously um s5000 all that so it's um it's yeah it's good to have someone that you confident in because it, it makes your job easier at the end of the day as well and you and and jeff at the beginning of the year we're in the 12 hour you've had those other little opportunities to bond as well when the pressure isn't as intense as supercars yeah that's right we've um we've certainly done our initiation now so it's it's really just about trying to get the maximum that we can out of this new car and and all that sort of um, gelling and learning each other's craft is, is kind of parts now. We can just worry about going fast. You've got a new teammate this year, Tim Slade. How much do you have to do with Tim across, you know, the, the racing season and so far this year? Um, not a hell of a lot, to be honest. Um, we've obviously both been pretty involved with the team in working on the new cars and getting them up to scratch where we want them to be. But 
yeah, outside we we see each other every now and again, but it's it's pretty early on in the relationship. We've only been racing as teammates for one round, so I'm sure that'll grow. And I've always been mates with Tim and always said good day to him, so it's it's certainly something I'm enjoying as well. Is it important to have a good relationship with a teammate? You, when you're at Gary Rogers, you had a number of teammates at any one time, uh, particularly in the S five thousands, but also in your supercar career, you were with Garth for a while and and those sorts of things. How how important is it to to get along and to uh, at least have some rapport? Yeah, it's it's definitely important because you know it makes your job easier at the end of the day if you can help the other guy and there's a day when you need help it's it's going to bring the whole team forward and also yourself as well if you're going head to head the whole time you end up you're working on your own and you're you're going out there as a one car show and you know in in supercars being as competitive as it is nowadays it's it's not going to be easy to get results doing it that way so it's you know it's something i brought up was brought up um through grm getting taught to you know, work as a team and um, really lean on those around you with more experience and also offer your experience to those with less as well because there might be a time where they have something to teach you that helps you as well. So, um, yeah, through all those years learning from Scotty McLaughlin and Garth Tanner and even Richie Stanaway and I was driving with him, um, totally different background. There was always times where he had little tricks and I had little tricks and we shared them and went forward together. So there's... There's also going to be times on track strategy-wise when, you know, you do need that bit of help from your teammate and, you know, if you, if you do help them on that day, that another day when you need it, it can be returned. So super important. Now, I understand engineering-wise, across the weekend at Newcastle, you might have been going in different directions, but what did you take from what Tim was saying about his car that you were learning uh, about you know what you were experiencing, knowing that they weren't identically set up. Yeah, it was it was more about yeah the specifics of each car and what we were getting out of them. There was certain scenarios and sections of the track where Tim's car seemed better, and there was other parts where mine seemed better. So we we learnt twice as much than rolling out with the same setup, and and that's really what we're trying to do early on with these new cars, you learn as much as we can and then bring it all back to the drawing board and come up with the best setup overall uh, at the end of the day. And as you sit now, where do you think your package is for not just the Grand Prix, but also looking, you've got uh, Perth and Simmons Plains, which have all got their own idiosyncrasies. Yeah, to be honest, it's, it's really hard to tell. Like we, we did, get through Newcastle being a strong team. But um, as I said, it's totally different kettle of fish to the next few tracks we're heading to. So I'd like to think we're still going to be thereabouts, but until we actually get there, we're not really going to know exactly where we sit. Well, James, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you here on Inside Supercars, and we wish you all the best heading to the Grand Prix. Uh, Before you go, though, I do need to ask the question. Uh, a lot of talk about supercars and and drivers being told to tow the party line. I guess in some ways it's a, a bit of a moot point with you because you have genuinely liked the car right from the get-go. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's certainly things that can always be better on the cars. There, there is some areas that I would change as well, but I think overall um, 
being something brand new and that is going to be developed and improved over over the next year or so. Um, there's there's going to be teething issues. There's going to be things that people aren't overly happy with. But I think overall, um, it's a good car to drive and something I enjoy. So that's all I'm worried about. <laughs> And not worried about any phone calls or text messages from uh, people asking you to pull your head in. No, that's right. Yep, just to worry about what I'm doing and that's it. Well, James, it's a pleasure to catch up with you. All the best at the Grand Prix and uh, we look forward to seeing how New Long Racing continues to travel throughout 2023. Thank you. Look forward to seeing everyone there. And don't forget at Sport Radio, you can check out every day Supercars Today, a good quick short sharp look at what's going on in the world of supercars that's every day at sportradio.com.au spotify or itunes that's all we have time for on this edition of inside supercars till next time round keep smiling and bye for now inside supercars is produced by thunder media tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your itunes or mobile device search inside supercars The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused the fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.